Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. If I can play down what I just did, if I can play down the pile of crap I just gave you, and you're like, you just gave me a pile of crap. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with that? Were you in a relationship where the insults were very like hidden, you know, almost like um, small little moments that they mentioned something that wasn't a, hey, you're an awful person, but implied and showed and demonstrated to you that you're an awful person? Did you ever have someone who was putting in like the snide remarks, the snide comments that it wasn't like just one was bad, but it was after like a million of them were just like, hey, this is actually abusive. Like this is a, a repeated behavior of how they're attacking me. Well, a lot of times we talk about narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths, we talk about some of the small, like indirect insults, the insinuating comments that they make that slowly undermine stuff. But the hard thing is to everybody else out there, they're just like, what are you talking about? Like they just made a joke. Like they just said something that, you know, it might've been a little offensive, but that's just one time. And they don't see the repeat behavior time and time again of how it happens in the relationship. Today we're gonna to dive into some indirect in, indirect insults and insinuating comments. So we're gonna be looking at the book, uh, The Covert Passive Aggressive Narcissist by Debbie Merza. If you haven't had a chance to be able to check that out, check that out. A lot of people have had some really good success reading this, understanding more of it, because covert narcissism is a lot harder for people to be able to figure out and understand because it looks, um, it it's like overt narcissism, it's like regular narcissism in one sense, but it's hidden. A lot of times it's more shy. A lot of times it's more subtle. A lot of times it's not screaming and yelling in your face, but it's more passive aggressive comments and insults. A lot of times it's not abusing you as far as like throwing things at you or beating you up, but it's the silent treatment and you're never able to get a word out of them. A lot of times there's a lot of differences going back and forth and it's hard. I can't even like put them all in here. I try to do that a little bit. If you go, there's a video that I have on YouTube that talks about this as far as like overt narcissism versus covert narcissism. But a lot of times the covert ones stay in a relationship longer, confuse people even more, make them feel even more crazy. And they get to a place where everybody's like, they seem fine. Like, why are you upset about it? A lot of times that's because the insults that you get and the insults that happen are so hidden, they're hard for people to actually catch. And this is what we're going to talk about today. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. Try to provide awareness by just putting out the information there everywhere. So if you like the video today, if you like some of the stuff you see on any of the channels, like, share, just help people understand what's actually there because there's a lot of people that don't understand the shit that they're going through. Like they just think it's a bad marriage, it's it's bad communication, it's it's abuse from, from that person's childhood and it, it makes them justify staying in abuse longer. So hopefully be the dealer of hope to someone else of like, hey, you might actually be free if you understand what this actually is because a lot of people don't understand. 
Okay, if you don't already, follow on the other platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, just look us up anywhere under Raw Motivations, and that's the company, look us up under Raw Motivations. If you wanna to talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, you can go to rawmotivations.com, would love to interact with you. If you need help with support, advice, lessons, questions, accountability, and group coaching, then go to narcapp.com. Okay, just type in N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com, and you can actually see stuff that's actually inside the app that we've created called NarcApp that you can download on Google Play or Apple Store. But you can go to that website, you can see what it is, you can sign up, you can see all the stuff that comes with group coaching, that comes with the premium supporter, all different things that are on there to be able to help you skyrocket your growth, healing, and change by finding a community that can help support you because you need community if you're going to move forward and if you're going to heal in a really good way in a positive environment. Okay, so check that out. So as we're talking about it, we're talking about a lot of times covert narcissists. Okay, so not just overt, but more covert narcissists that use indirect insults and use insinuating comments. So I'm going to tell you a little bit here. Okay, it says covert narcissists are rarely direct with their insults until the discard phase. That's when it's like, wow, all of a sudden this person is so mean to me when everything else was mean before is just really subtle or maybe you didn't pick up on it. Instead, they will they will phrase belittling, degrading, and disrespectful comments in a way that makes you wonder, was that a put down? It sounded like a put down. It felt terrible, but they're looking at me with an innocent look on their face that makes me feel completely dumbfounded. And that's the goal for the narcissist is like, let me see if I can put a slight in here. Let me see if I can insult you and see if you don't respond. Like if I insult you and then I'm like, like what, what? I didn't, I didn't do anything. Like I just, just had a conversation. It was just a regular conversation. Like what's, what's wrong? If I can play down what I just did, if I can play down the pile of crap I just gave you and you're like, you just gave me a pile of crap. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what's wrong with that? And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just keep it. Thanks. You know, that's what happens. The narcissist shoves those things onto you, and when you accept them, then you're like, I feel awful about myself. I feel awful having this pile of crap here, you know? But the narcissist is trying to do that in such a subtle way that they're like, this is this is like one of the best plates that I've made. Like, why won't you take it? And it starts to slowly degrade you and get you to the place that it seems confusing, okay? So let's dive in a little bit more into an example that there's that they have in the book to try to give a little bit more to it. Because some people, when they hear about covert narcissism and they hear about the small insults, they're like, yeah, whatever, like that doesn't make sense. And and that might be you today and it's not gonna make sense and that's totally fine. Like, I hope you're not in it. I hope you don't get in it, okay? But we're gonna dive into a little bit here, okay? It says here, Sue went on a family vacation with her covert narcissist husband, Stuart, and their two kids. Their kids wanted to eat breakfast at the all-you-can-eat buffet in the restaurant at the resorts. Since it was expensive, Sue told them they would have one special morning where they could, where they could all eat there. The day finally came. Stuart was being difficult on the vacation, moody and irritable as usual. So Sue got up early that morning to have some quiet time by herself before the rest of the family woke. She texted them that she'd be down at the restaurant and they could meet her there when they were ready to eat. She thought she'd come get some coffee and journal while she waited for the three of them. The kids came running, excited to eat this massive array of food, followed by their covert narcissist dad. They walked up to the table where Sue was sitting with her coffee. Stuart looked at Sue and said with a cheery, innocent tone, Oh, you came down here and ate the buffet by yourself? The kids look at him strangely, as if there's no plates at the table. The daughter gave her dad a confused look and said, Like mom would ever do that. To the average person, this may not seem like a big deal. But anyone who's lived with a covert narcissist know that these little disguised digs happen a lot, especially towards the end. The covert narcissist says something that sounds innocent, 
but the victim can feel the passive aggressive put down behind it. This is why a lot of times I think it's hard to even be able to put it in a book and it's hard to even be able to sometimes communicate it, you know, over here without having like a real life example because the passive aggressiveness, the tone, the body language, the approach can all be geared in a way to actually make the other person feel awful, feel degraded. This is why a lot of times you have narcissists that take like a, a condescending tone or like a, a commandeering tone of like, I'm better than you, you know, and, and they might be like, well, this is how you have to do it. And they're not saying it in a, the, the words that they're saying aren't bad. Like the words aren't like, oh, do it this way, this way, this way. But how the tone comes across, you're like, yeah, now I just feel like an idiot for what you just told me. Be like, they'll use tone, approach, condensation. Like, they'll use all this type of stuff to be able to manipulate. And so some people, like, when they hear that example, they're like, that wasn't so bad. Well, you only heard one out of, like, a million. Like, there's a lot of different ones that keep happening, okay? And, um, it says here, to continue probing deeper with this couple's example, Sue was roughly 40 pounds overweight. She felt insecure about it, especially on vacation. She was trying to eat better and lose the weight. Stuart knew this. He also knew from 27 years of being in the relationship with Sue that she would never go out to eat by herself. That wasn't her personality. He used her insecurities to hurt her. When he casually and innocently made a comment about her eating a whole buffet by herself, he was saying much more than the comment itself. It's that subtle aspect that's trying to dig into the other person to get a reaction, to get a response. People who haven't experienced covert narcissism might say Sue is reading into this, but he was just, that he was just asking a question. Stuart would say the same thing, telling Sue how overly sensitive she is, how touchy she is, how high maintenance she is. This is why many victims are scared to tell their story because sometimes the scenarios don't sound that bad. Like the woman who says her husband spent a lot of time working in the yard and she felt abandoned. Most people would hear that and think she just needs to get a hobby. The reality is the woman was picking up on something. She could feel it. She had lived with covert messages of how unworthy she was of her covert narcissist's love for years. She had experienced many subtle ways he would punish her for not being the way he wanted her to be. It's insidious abuse because no one sees it, but the victim feels it profoundly. It affects every fiber of their being. And I want you to know if any of that resonated with you today, that you're not alone. Because the narcissist out there, the person you're with, the toxic person you're with, wants you to feel like you're alone. Because if they can get you to feel like you're alone, then that means that you are the only source of your, your hope, your joy, your worth, your validation comes from them. If they are the only person, then they can control you. They can sign you up forever is being a slave and a servant to what they want. If you're with a person today and you're struggling with this and you're thinking, maybe this is what's happening, but I just, I, I feel, it just, it just feels that way. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Jump inside the NARCAP and ask some people because there's a lot of people that have dealt with this. They could be like, hey, you know, you're actually going through this. This is actually something that's abusive in nature. This is actually something that it's not you minimizing it. Like it actually is the real thing. But you have to be able to put yourself out there and understand first off, you're not crazy. And second off, you're not alone. Because the stuff that you're going through, what you're feeling, you can pick up on stuff that doesn't even have to be said, that doesn't have to be out there. You can pick up on energy. You can pick up on passive aggressive. You can pick up on, you know, the unworthiness. You can pick up on them projecting things onto you without them even saying it. 
That's why it's so hard to be able to figure it out. It's so hard to be able to understand. But the more you get true, the more you get facts, the more you get clear about your situation by understanding more about it, by getting involved with people that, hey, they see it because they've been in it, they've lived in it, they've gotten out of it. That's the part that'll help. Because the truth, among anything else, the truth is what sets you free. Not just physically, but mentally and emotionally on a daily basis. Have a good day.